We've been getting accountability all wrong in the compliance industry. It's not a set of tasks. It's a way of thinking, and it has to come from the heart as well as the head. On Accountability, the Heart of Compliance, Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein dig into what accountability means to the corporate compliance function and business organizations, and most significantly, how to make it an integral part of your culture. Accountability, the Heart of Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'm extraordinarily pleased to bring to you the inaugural podcast with Sam Silverstein. Sam, first of all, welcome. It's great to be here, Tom. Thank you. Sam, we had the opportunity to meet earlier this spring when you were a keynote speaker at the ECI Impact 2019 conference. I interviewed you for a couple of podcasts, found your message incredibly powerful, and one that the compliance audience needs to hear. You then gave a keynote speech at the same event, which I thought was not only extraordinarily well-received, but was a message that resonated with compliance practitioners in a way that they had not really thought about accountability. It would seem to me your raison d'etre is the term and the concept accountability. And I thought for this podcast, maybe we could just start there and ask you how you journey got you to the point you are now and why you are so incredibly passionate about accountability. Well, that's a great place to start and it gives us the opportunity to lay the foundation time. I was out speaking and writing and I'd sold my manufacturing business and distribution business and I was in the world of helping people and organizations get better. And I was doing it for about 10 years when I realized nobody really knew what I did. And so I took the time at that point to step back and say, okay, what is everything that I do all about? And over a period of time, and actually it came pretty quick, I realized that everything connected back to accountability. And then in my belief, accountability is the foundation for being the best we can be, whether we're trying to do that just you and me as individuals or in our organizations or in the community and the world around us. And so that's when I started looking at everything through the lens of accountability. And when I started doing that, then that's when I started to discover some amazing things. So what were some of the amazing things you discovered, Sam? Most importantly is that We've been getting it wrong for a long period of time. The reason why leaders and organizations are constantly calling and saying, can you come in and help my people be accountable is because we don't really get what accountability is. We traditionally think that accountability is a way of doing. It's about doing stuff. It's about getting jobs done. And accountability ultimately is not a way of doing. It's a way of thinking. And that's where the deviation starts. And so I define accountability as keeping your commitments to people. And keeping a commitment is a way of thinking. And there's specific commitments, which we'll get into at another time. But the idea is not commitments that I've even verbalized with you, but it's commitments like commitment to the truth, commitment to having your back, a commitment to the values, things that aren't necessarily spoken out loud, but When as a leader, I keep those commitments to you, then you want to keep commitments to me. And then what happens is instead of mandating to my employees that you must be accountable, I'm creating an environment that inspires accountability. So I delineate between responsibility and accountability that you're responsible for things, but you're accountable to people. I'm responsible to get the report done. I'm responsible to be here for this podcast like we said we were going to do. 
that's my job. If I'm not doing my job, my boss should fire me. But I'm accountable to you as a human being. That report isn't going to hold me accountable. You will hold me accountable. But as I prefer to say, if you're an accountable leader, you're going to help me be accountable. And there's a lot there, I know, but it goes deep and it's powerful. It's powerful, but frankly, I think it may scare a lot of people as well, Sam. And I say that for the following reason. As you know, I'm a lawyer. I don't hold that against you at all, Tom. (laughs) Even some of my best friends are lawyers. (laughs) Even my daughter is. We're taught to be rules-based. And you really seem to be talking about something much broader, much deeper, and much more comprehensive that should be a part of your everyday integrity and your existence. Would that be a fair assessment? Absolutely. And that's where the challenge comes in. We're sort of, I find us challenged in a couple of ways. One, we'll say one thing in the synagogue, the mosque, the church, the temple, fill in the blank on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but then come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're actually doing something different. How come our actions and our words don't align all the time? And the other side of it is is that we think there's a difference between our personal life and our professional life. And if we're living a life of integrity, we're living a life of integrity. It has to align at home, at the beach, in the boardroom. Does the message of accountability and aligning a business with integrity, do you find that resonates with business leaders? The ones that really get it, the ones that build sustainable organizations. There are a lot of organizations that make a lot of money that don't necessarily operate with integrity. Now, I know you find that hard to believe. It's a total shock, yes. But you don't have to live with integrity or run a business with integrity to make money. But I truly believe if you do run a business with integrity, over the long haul, you're going to make a lot more money Although I don't believe that that's the reason why you should be doing it. I think it's the right thing to do. I believe the right thing to do is always the right thing to do, even if it means taking a loss on a deal. So that's going to separate me from somebody else right off the bat. But I believe in the long haul when you're doing the right thing, if you're doing the right thing by your people, the people inside those four walls first, not the customers first, your team members first, then all those team members will do the right thing for the customers and for the organization, and long haul, you will have incredible performance. And I get connected to organization after organization that are doing this, and they're just dominating their market. And so I know this to be true. I've seen it in action. Does this accountability philosophy work literally from a 100,000 employee, multi-billion dollar business down to a family-run enterprise? Or is there a size over which it doesn't work? It works in any size organization. However, the reality of our world is that large public-held organizations have additional pressures on them than, say, a privately held company with 50 employees. And so those pressures, it becomes easy for a leader to succumb to those pressures, the pressures of trying to maximize the return for the shareholder or trying to make sure that this quarter looks good when if you're really, I don't know, if you're going to build the best organization long haul, you need to make long-term decisions, not just trying to maximize the short-term, maximize the value of your stock options and 
making decisions that are just based on money rather than based on what's right. Sam, when you were talking about the accountability of a leader to his employees, you hinted at the accountability of employees back up towards a leader. Could you talk a few minutes about what is my responsibility as an employee to my immediate supervisor, my boss, my company CEO? Well, your responsibility is to get your job done and do it right, do it well, do it on a timely basis. That's your responsibility. Your job description outlines your responsibility. And quite frankly, if you're not performing your job responsibility, then you should be fired. You should be replaced. Now, the accountability is a different story. When your leader is keeping commitments to you to create a safe place to work, not physically safe, emotionally safe. When your leader is committed to you to stand by you when all hell breaks loose. When your leader is committed to making every decision based on the values. When these are things that your leader is committed to to you, then what happens is you're inspired to want to make those same commitments in return. You become a much more engaged employee. You work harder and you take on an attitude of, I would rather die than let my leader down. Because you know that they would rather die than let you down. Now, if you know that they don't care about you, then guess what? I'm guessing you don't care about them. And if that's the relationship, well, then that's the performance that that organization is going to get. But when the relationship is built around one where the leader is willing to get out and go to battle for his or her people, then their people go to battle for them and they get a different result. This is not rocket science. It is not rocket science, but it's not always easy. Sam, unfortunately, we are at the end of our time for this first episode, but I think this has been a great way to introduce the topic of accountability. And frankly, I can't wait to see where this podcast goes. Well, thank you. And me also, because guess what? For all your listeners, it will go to the bottom line. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.